You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janon, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, hello, everybody. What is happening? Uh, I hope everybody's been having a phenomenal day so far. Ah, oh, I know it's uh, I can't believe we're almost done July. Uh, I, like ever since the pandemic hit, I've been looking at my calendar less frequently. So I kind of do lose track of what day it is. But uh, today I looked at my calendar and uh, the fact that we're almost done July, it's it hit me really hard. And the fact that we only have a month or so left till the end of the summer you know, at first I was kind of like, mm, you know, I'm going to miss summer and uh, every, it just time is just flying by so fast. But then the, the moment after I just told myself, hey, listen, why are you uh, getting sad over something that hasn't occurred yet? Like, why are you uh, making yourself sad because of the fact that month summer is going to be over and over a month? Well, is that month over yet that you're making yourself <laughs> sad about it? So, yes, I kind of, you know, we're just uh, went around in a circle and uh, convinced myself <laughs> otherwise. So, yes, if you're listening to this and that is one of your biggest concerns, just uh, keep reminding yourself, listen, you still have um, all those days left ahead for you to go out there and do all the things that you always wanted to do in uh, your uh, ideal summer whether it's going on long walks in the nature, hanging out with your friends, uh, watching movies, mind you, listening to music, working out, whatever it is. Um, listen, you still have some time ahead and uh, just, just go out there, go for it, do it, and uh, make sure that you do things that when you actually think back of, uh, think back and think about summer 2020, you say, Okay, I don't have any regrets. I did everything that I wanted um, and it was a great summer. So that is definitely my biggest piece of advice to all of you guys out there. And I personally myself would like to give that a try. So I still uh, I initially, okay, before the summer started, I had plans of reading a lot of books and it's like, you know, the, the, the age that we live in, it feels like reading books isn't necessarily the only way of obtaining information. For example, you can watch a documentary on the same topic that you wanted to read the book on and uh, you could get most of the information that you wanted to obtain from that topic, you know, just watching a documentary instead of reading that book or listening to a podcast regarding that topic instead of reading that book. But, you know, personally, there's just something about books that... um, I just want to read those books, you know, still like I don't it's good that we have other alternative resources available to us to get as much information as possible, you know, with podcasts and movies and videos and everything that is out there. But for me personally, um, it's been a big goal of mine to still uh, go out and uh, make the attempt to read, you know, start reading those books and actually finishing those books. And I have yet to accomplish that goal. 
but uh, I I am very determined. I'm actually going to write it down in my agenda or whatever it is. I'm going to do it. I will. I really want to do it before the summer ends. Like even if it's just one book, I really want to do it. Um, and um, yeah, I don't want to have any regrets after the summer finishes. So yes, that uh, like I said, that is my biggest piece of advice to everybody out there. Go out there and do it. All right, you guys. So uh, this weekend is going to be one hell of a weekend when it comes to fights because we are going to be having our third event on Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. And uh, I told you guys last week, I believe it was that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It was last week. So last week we had um, two fight nights. Okay. So we had one on Wednesday night and we had another one on, I believe it was Saturday. You know, um, we had two uh, other fight nights it, on Fight Island prior to this one that I'm that I'm about to announce and eventually break down for you guys. Unfortunately, though, I I have to admit I I was not uh, I wasn't paying close attention to when the fights were running. So unfortunately, I missed those. But I do hope to go back and watch some of the highlights for some of the bouts that already took place on those two fight nights uh, on Fight Island because I heard they were actually uh, really interesting to my knowledge. There has been announced. Uh, there's a there's a new flyweight champion at the UFC because we all know Henry Cejudo, who was the title holder of that weight division as well as the bantamweight division. You know he relinquished his titles, and so the belts were vacant for both divisions. And now we have a new champion um, in the flyweight division. So I believe that was one of the biggest fights that uh, took place over the two fight nights that um, already occurred. But uh, yeah, I, I promise for this upcoming weekend, I will be paying closer attention to the bouts and how like actually watch the fights, first of all, and uh, see what's actually going to go down. Because this weekend, we're going to be having some major fights. So the main event is going to be a middleweight bout between the former middleweight champion, Robert Whitaker. And he's going to be fighting off against the number five contender in the division. The guy um, who's actually a very um, uh, respected top prospect, Darren Till from the UK. So these two are going to be going at it for the main event. And I'm just so excited for this fight because Robert Whitaker, listen, there was a reason why he was a champion. Um, and actually, the, the, uh, there's a reason why he was able to successfully defend his title so many times against such tough con uh, contenders and opponents that I'm going to talk about in a bit. So on one hand, we're going to be having Robert Whitaker, And on the other hand, we're going to be having Darren Till, who himself is no person to be underestimated at all. Because Darren Till, um, he's also faced many notable fighters uh, so far in his career. And he's so young. And the fact that he's been able to accomplish so much uh, thus far, the fact that he's so young and he's be been able to accomplish all those great things definitely makes him a dangerous opponent against Rob Whitaker. So for that reason, this main event is going to be so, so exciting. But not only that, you guys, the UFC is actually throwing it back a little bit because they have announced a bout between two of UFC's uh, all-time favorites and also legends, I should say. So after such a long layoff for both parties here, we are going to be having Mauricio Rua, a.k.a. Shogun, fighting off against Antonio Nogueira, a.k.a. Little Nog. 
in this bout that the two are going to be having in the lightweight division. So uh, like I said, both of these guys... Listen, if you've been catching up with your MMA for the past decade or so, you are probably well familiar with uh, both of these guys. How how awesome and uh, relentless of fighters both guys are. The fact that they're, they're not intimidated by anything whatsoever. And yes, um, both, both guys have definitely had their own ups and downs, uh, have had definitely had their own layoffs for the past uh, and most recent years. However... The time has come for them to actually face one another and go at it. And there's just something so refreshing and satisfying when you have uh, uh, such veterans of the sport, you know, especially after a long layoff, just fighting once more and to, to see them uh, fight once again, you know, obviously uh, there's they there might have been some declines when it comes to their performance, but that doesn't really matter. Like when you see such legends one fight once again you don't really care if they perform to the best of their abilities or if they performed like how they used to uh back in the day when they were in their 20s like that's not we what we expect at all the fact that the only you know the fact that they're just gonna go into the octagon and face one another is all that matters so that is going to be our coin event everybody and uh, just when you thought it couldn't get any better actually the third last fight of the main card. So uh, the fight leading up to that Nogueira and Shogun Ryo fight. This one's also going to be pretty exciting. It's actually going to be a heavyweight bout. So that should immediately grab your attention. Because here we're actually going to be having the former heavyweight champion at the UFC, Fabricio Verdum. And who's going to be fighting off against uh, the the top contender in the light heavyweight division, the one and only Alexander Gustafson. So this again, this is really, really exciting. First of all, like I said, because it is a heavyweight bout, uh, you know, I feel I feel like the heavyweight division has been pretty dormant recently in the UFC. Unless we see a fight uh, that features top contenders or features um, the current champion fighting off against a opponent and a contender, then we're we don't really tend to see that many heavyweight fights, unfortunately. But this is something that you definitely need to have an eye out for because, first of all, Ale Alexander Gustafsson he has been a very respected and top contender in the light heavyweight division and he's been one of the only people who's been able to challenge the current light heavyweight champion at the UFC John Jones to such great extents that John Jones had um, sustained such horrible injuries and uh, the fights that the two have had in the past well there's been two so far the fights that the two had in the past have been so close that the judges, uh, some of them, uh, gave gave some bouts uh, to Alexander Gustafsson. And there could have been occasions that Alexander Gustafsson could have actually obtained the championship belt for himself because of the fact that he was fighting so well and he was challenging the current champion, John Jones, so hard that there was actually a chance for him to become the champion, the light heavyweight champion. But alas, um, it didn't happen. And uh, when it didn't happen, actually, Alexander Gustafson was really disappointed in himself. And he announced that he'll be stepping, um, stepping out of the octagon 
for a long, long time. He said that he was going to be retiring. And that was definitely the case for about a year or so. But now he is here. And the interesting thing is he's no longer fighting in his previous weight division in the light heavyweight division, but he's actually fighting in the heavyweight division. So one cannot help but think, why would Gustafsson uh, actually move up to the heavyweight division? You know, he's been uh, the only division that he's been fighting at when he's been fighting like so far that he's been fighting in the UFC has been the light heavyweight division. So what's the case? Is it because of the fact that he can always like he can't cut weight to that 205 limit anymore to the 205 pound limit? of the light heavyweight division anymore or if it's because he probably wants to see what his chances are of becoming a legitimate contender in the heavyweight division instead of the light heavyweight division and whether or not he's going to be potentially getting a title shot in the heavyweight division so those are all interesting questions that definitely come to mind when we think of this um interesting move that alexander gustafson has made the fact that he has moved up a weight division to the heavyweight division to fight someone as tough as fabrici Werdum, who was the former champion in this division so you guys i don't know about you but just looking at the three bouts that i just talked about this whole fight card is going to be amazing so even if you can't like physically sit down and watch the fights live definitely make sure that you're at least watching some of the highlights afterwards because all the three fights that i just said they are going to be amazing and very very entertaining guaranteed so these are the fights that we're going to be excuse me breaking down today I don't know why I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself because I'm just so excited for all these fights. But um, yes, those are the big breakdowns that we have coming up our way. Okay, but before we get started with all those breakdowns, I it, it is absolutely necessary for us here on TKO to mention this one thing. So two days ago on July 20th, if you go back many years to 1973 that was the day that unfortunately we lost bruce lee and ever since then ever since 1973 we can all definitely agree to the fact that um bruce lee's legacy has been eternal okay and um just always available to us and never forgotten especially for anybody who even casually follows martial arts arguably we can say that if it weren't because of what bruce lee offered to the world of martial arts and if it weren't because of his um philosophies and ideologies at the time regarding uh, all the things that need to uh, be processed and put together with regards to someone um just uh, presenting a effective form of martial arts if it weren't because of all those things then arguably we would not be having a exciting sport called mixed martial arts today if it weren't because of bruce lee's um initial uh thoughts of having jeet kune do which was his own um martial art uh that he um initially came up with if it weren't because of jeet kune do and all the strategies and um moves that he put together from various different martial arts various different forms of martial arts then we would not be having the precursor to mixed martial arts what we know today as mixed martial arts so 
Forever and always, Bruce Lee will always be in our heart and in our minds. And for as long as there is martial arts, there is always going to be the name of Bruce Lee. Never gone in anybody's mind. It feels like he's always there present with us. And so, yes, we do pay our best respects to Bruce Lee and his family. And just rest in paradise, man. We love you, Bruce Lee. All right, so now I guess we can get uh, started with our breakdowns. So, like I said, for the main event this upcoming Saturday, we're going to be having Robert Whitaker fighting off against Darren Till. Now, let me give you guys a little bit of background of who each of these guys have actually fought in the past and actually how those past experiences and those past fights have shaped the way that these fighters fight today, if that makes any sense, because I feel like it was because of those tough challenges that they faced in those um, uh, notable fights against those notable opponents that uh, they're just as good as they are today. So starting off with Rubble Whitaker, okay, not considering his most recent fight that he had against Israel Adesanya, to whom he lost his middleweight championship belt too, you know, not considering that because there were so many other factors that were confounding Robert Whitaker's performance um, in that particular bout against Israel Adesanya. So not considering that one, but look at his uh, one, two, three, four. Yeah, so let's look at his last four fights. He's had two fights, two title defenses, successful title defenses against Yoel Romero. So if you are familiar with Yoel Romero, you, then you're probably very, very well familiar with how explosive of a fighter he is. Not only is he an explosive wrestler, because he actually used to wrestle for Team Cuba in the Olympics. Not only is he a phenomenal wrestler, but he's also a very strong and powerful striker. He's so fast and uh, his shots are, um, you know, because of the fact that the shots are so fast, when he delivers those shots, the momentum is just so, so high that um, the power that is absorbed by the opponent is definitely beyond the threshold that they can tolerate. Therefore, as a result, they are either knocked down or completely knocked out. And so because of all those things that I just said, if you guys remember the fights that Robert Whitaker had against Yoel Romero, they were so, so tough. As a matter of fact, they were so hard on Robert Whitaker that Robert Whitaker was injured in the middle of the fight, and yet he kept on fighting forward against someone as tough as Yoel Romero. In one fight, he uh, his knee buckled, and uh, his knee, like the ligament in his knee, was completely torn. Yet he continued to fight forward and uh, not really uh, talk about it, except uh, when he went to his corners and he just told his cornerman, "Listen, I think something something's just up with my knee." Uh, it's not 100%, but don't worry. I'm going to finish this fight and I'm going to beat him. That's essentially what Robert Whitaker said to his cornerman when he was fighting Yoel Romero in one of his fights. And in the other fight, I mean, talking about bad luck or whatever you want to call it. But in the other fight, he broke one of the carpal bones in his hand. So... You know, as a martial artist, as a fighter, uh, your strikes are absolutely 
like necessary and uh, if you can't punch your opponent then i know that you, there's definitely other things that you can employ especially in a mixed martial arts fight but as a champion like when you when you're one of your main uh weapons are just taken away from you or um kind of broken like your hand is broken in the middle of the fight how are you expected to keep punching forward and uh just keep doing it well well robert whitaker actually did it he he did it and he didn't really care that he was injured so that's how i guess badass of a fighter robert whitaker is and he's so so perseverant you know sometimes people uh, when they get injured everything is just so confusing to them obviously the pain is just unbearable and um, that keeps them away like for the for the regular person just you and i even like if you if you uh <laughs> if you hit your pinky toe um on on some surface and it hurts so much obviously you're just so overwhelmed with pain and you can't really think about anything else but robert whitaker and those two tough fights that he that he had against Yoel Romero in one fight, his knee was horribly injured, and I can only imagine how painful it must have been for him. But he kept on fighting, fighting forward. And in the other one, he broke his hand, and he kept coming forward, and he still won those two fights. So yes, that's the type of person that Robert Whitaker is. And I know things didn't necessarily go his way when he last fought against Israel Adesanya. But again, um, some people argue that he was still recovering from all those injuries that he had sustained in those prior fights against Yoel Romero. And that was one of the, one of the main reasons why um, he couldn't properly um, perform to, uh, to the best of his ability and he wasn't completely 100%. But uh, for the past fights, if you look at any other fight that he's had, he's been having a great performance. And in the occasions that he wasn't uh, injured, he would come forward and he would be so explosive, so have great stamina so that um, the explosiveness that he would show in, in one occasion, it wouldn't really stop. The the essentially the way I would describe it is that the train would just keep on keep on rolling and rolling and rolling, and um, he would just bombard his opponent with those explosive shots for a long period of time. He wouldn't get tired, and uh, he would actually maintain his momentum for a long period of time, and so that was uh, definitely one of the main factors contributing to his successes and his fights. So that's Robert Whitaker, everybody, okay? And on the other hand, you're going to be having <laughs> Darren Till, who, again, is nobody to be messed with. He is not someone that is to be underestimated at all. He, too, is actually... Um, I guess the two are really similar when it comes to style because when it comes to striking, they're both, again, really explosive, and uh, when the train rolls, again, I keep using this analogy, I hope it makes sense, you know, when the momentum rolls on, it is hard to stop it, okay, they will just keep coming at you with the same power and the same speed, just ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, just one after another, and that is how they distract your opponent, and they uh, hit their opponent in a way that they don't even have a single opportunity, a single opening of responding back with a counter shot. 
that is something that is, uh, I guess, shared. Like if you were to draw a Venn diagram and uh, were to point out the shared area between, uh, say, the skill sets of Robert Whitaker and the skill sets of Darren Till, that is something that both of them actually share, which is pretty interesting because it makes you think, okay, when they're both this good at this one particular area, is it something that they're perhaps going to rely on for this particular fight? Because I'm sure both of them are going to watch each other's previous fights and uh, just learn from each other's style and learn what to do and what not to do in this uh, upcoming bout. So is it is it going to be something that they're still going to rely back on and uh, repeat in this fight? Or are they just going to do something completely different, something to somewhat neutralize what the other person has to bring to the table so in that case i would think of things like wrestling so like i said because both guys are such great strikers it would only make sense if uh the other person so either darren or robert uh just shoots for constant takedowns and takes down um, his opponent so that the opponent isn't really able to throw any further shots and um, his striking is essentially neutralized in this way but again because it's not something that either one of these guys is used to Again, we have to question whether or not they're actually going to do it because it's not, again, it's not something that they do in their fights unless that's, again, it, it, unless it's something that they've 100% worked on in training camp. But otherwise, if it's not something that that they like to do in their fights, it's going to be a little bit tricky. But if they want to play on strategy and not necessarily what their comfort zone is, then that is something that I would 100% suggest to either one of these guys if they want to completely dominate over the other person. And so, and honestly, because of the fact that it is, you know, you know, they're so similar in fighting style, especially when it comes to striking. You, this is one of the re- main reasons why you have to catch up with this fight, because it could go uh, one predictable way or just absolutely not. One person can do one thing that is just out of the ordinary and something that nobody really expected and that's how they finish their opponent and you never really even saw it coming so yes like i said this is one of the main reasons why you guys have to watch this fight between darren till and robert whitaker and i'm uh, i'm thinking that whoever wins this fight is potentially next in line to fight against the current middleweight champion israel adesanya um, I believe it was already agreed that Rob Whitaker was going to be given a rematch against Israel Adesanya. But I guess the fact that he's now uh, fighting Darren Till, then the winner of this bout is definitely like it will be logical for the winner of this bout to face against Israel Adesanya sometime in the future. But again, it will all depend on how things go on fight nights and how close uh, the fight is going to be. So is it going to be a one-sided fight that one person just completely dominates over the other person? Or is it going to be an absolute brawl and a very close fight, an entertaining fight, so that um, even if one person wins the fight, they might not necessarily be the person who will get that title shot against Israel Adesanya. But again, I know that's a lot of information that I just threw at you, but... 
you just have to watch the fight and see how it goes. And then from there on, we can kind of logically predict who is potentially going to face against Israel Adesanya for the middleweight championship of the world. All right, you guys, I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to have time to break down the two other bouts that I kind of um, um, reviewed in the beginning of the show. Although I kind of talked about the Alexander Gustafsson and Fabricio Verdun fight and the and the heavyweight division. But regardless, make sure if you can catch up with this whole fight card and uh, it is definitely going to be exciting, especially the main card, uh, or rather the main event of the evening. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. And I hope you guys are as hyped up as I am. All right. So unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. You guys make sure that you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And you can also get a Spotify and iTunes to download previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl, Jonan, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Yeah.